Hey everyone, welcome to another That's My Jam Stack episode. Today we've got the pleasure of chatting with a developer advocate who specializes, according to his website, uh, on JavaScript, serverless, and enterprise cat demos. I'm talking, of course, about the amazing Raymond Camden. Uh, Raymond, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. No problem. Uh, so I guess uh, start, let's start off by tell, tell us a little bit about yourself and kind of what you do for work and what you do for fun and that sort of thing. Sure. So uh, I am a developer experienced engineer for a very large financial firm that is really picky about where I'm allowed <laughs> to say that I actually work there. So if you're curious, you can go to my LinkedIn uh, and just know that you wouldn't leave home without me. Ooh, We're leaving breadcrumbs behind you. Uh, what, what, what do you do for uh, for fun outside of work? Uh, oh, shoot, uh, write code, uh, play a lot of Just Dance, um, and nice. I'm really, really good at it. Trust me, I'm not lying <laughs> at all. Uh, I do some Lego. Uh, my girlfriend and I are working on the Death Star 2. And we've been working on that for the last like month or two <laughs> and we're on step like 50 of 2000 so it's it's a process but it's a fun process nice i i think i think i saw on twitter uh, a couple weeks ago you were flying with just dance and actually pulling that off in an airplane yeah not not scoring very well but uh yes i did play it on an airplane <laughs> Cool. Uh, so uh, I guess what, what was your entry point into this idea of the kind of Jamstack or static sites or whatever we want to call it to, to make sense? Sure. Um, so uh, I've been doing backend work for a very, very long time. Uh, I started web development in like 93 or so. Um, I did some JavaScript way back then. I did some front end work. And uh, if you were if, if you have been around that long, you know, it wasn't quite as fun back then. Mm -hmm. So I, I retreated to the back end where you didn't have to worry about browsers and you just outputted HTML and put it down. I did a cold fusion for about 10 plus years. Uh, this was a not a free app server, not an open source one, but a very practical one. And it had a really great community and I was very privileged and lucky to be in that uh, community for a while. And uh, but like for the longest time, like that there was a problem that my solution was to throw an app server at it, whether it's ColdFusion or Node.js or PHP or whatever. Um, and back, I think in 2014 or so, like five or so or uh, five or so years ago, I ran across a little thing called HarpJS, and it was this idea of a static uh, apps, uh, a static uh, site generator and. I played with it and like a light bulb went off and I was thinking about all the sites I built with ColdFusion that were dynamic, uh, talking to SQL Server and like the data was changing like once a year. And I'm like, you know what? I don't need that anymore. And it, again, like light bulb moment realizing yeah. that you know, this is not a 100% solution, but for like a lot of what I built in the last 10 years, this would have covered a good uh, part of them. Yeah, very cool. Actually, I think... Um... You probably don't remember this now. It's been multiple years. It's probably been like four years. But you spoke at DevNexus. I was actually speaking at DevNexus uh, that that year, and I think you gave a talk on static sites that year, like more dynamic static sites, you know, via all these different third parties. Uh, I, I guess kind of out of curiosity, since that was before Jamstack was even a thing, uh, how do you see the the landscape kind of shifting? You know, you've been doing this for a while now, uh, five years at least, you know, from that from that story. So like, what's what's changing? What's changing for the better? That sort of thing. 
So I, I was definitely against the name Jamstack because it felt like marketing crap. It felt like, <laughs> oh, God, come on, it's a static website. That being said, I'm definitely coming like, coming around on it because when you say static, people think so many things that are just not true anymore. So giving it a new name without like the history and without the connotations of, oh, it does nothing. You know, I'm, I'm in favor of that. And if I have to explain what Jamstack means, then then so be it. Um, yeah, it's what you can do, uh, the, the types of things, just the strategies. You know, people are finding all these ways to kind of add dynamic back. Um, and then you have platforms like Netlify, which are just amazing and putting so much in there. Uh, I, I don't feel like I'm working with static sites anymore. I feel like I'm working with an app server that's just a heck of a lot simpler uh, in production than what I've had to uh, work with in the past. Nice. Um, so kind of how, how are you utilizing these static site and new, uh, new dynamic static sites uh, professionally, personally? I think your website's probably built in a static site generator, I assume. Yeah, so professionally at the company that I shall not name, uh, yeah. we're not using that at all. Uh, well, I, I, I definitely can't speak for the whole company. It, sure. Maybe somewhere else. Um, so personally, like every site I build pretty much is using it. Um, my blog has been static for two or so years. I've gone through two engines. Um, but before that, it was WordPress for a while. Uh, mm -hmm. And before that, it was my own custom blog where I written in uh, Cold Fusion. But yeah, mm -hmm. my my static site now is over six thousand pages. Um, it's a significant build. When yeah. I had to deploy something new, it takes Netlify about ten minutes to to run that. Uh, but yeah, um, it, that that was a process because I I, I kind of couldn't do the simple brochureware type static site thing, I really had to think about if I change a header, that impacts 6,000 pages. Um, if I change my blog theme, if there is like a recent post thing, that impacts every single page. So I had to think about stuff like that to kind of make mine perform well and, and, and built well with the size that I have. Now, now I will say like really interestingly, um, 10 years ago now, um, I was working in movable type, uh, which had that whole rebuild process every time too. Uh, and that was like, I worked on a, a blog that had not quite 6,000, but like we're talking thousands of, of blog posts and it was taking like 40 minutes to build. So hearing 10 minutes is still like a breath of fresh air compared to that old school methodology. Yeah, and I mean, certainly like if I switched, if I switched to the uh, engine I was using previously, it'd be faster. Uh, mm. but I really didn't like it and I'm trying not to, I, I'll definitely name names, uh, <laughs> but I wasn't happy with that engine, even though it was faster. So I'm using Jekyll now. It's not the fastest, but I really like using it. So. Yeah. yeah. Jekyll was my, was my big entry point into stack side generator. So I, I totally get that. It's, it's super, I think it's super, super developer friendly. Um, cool. So, uh, I'm going to put this in, in strong quotes, right? But like, what's your jam in the jam stack? What, what's kind of your favorite thing to be working on? What's your favorite product or framework? Or obviously you just mentioned Jekyll, but anything else on top of that? Uh, definitely Jekyll. Um, definitely Netlify for hosting. Um, with the fact that they have serverless functions rolled in, they just added analytics. Uh, I swear I don't work for them, but 
like, like so to me like Netlify is the gold standard so every single other service out there I compare to them so you can use Amazon S3 to host your static site as well but they definitely don't have the features that you get with Netlify I will say I know uh, Zeet or Zite or whatever uh, they have some good services as well uh, I just haven't had the chance to look at them closer yet but my blog and a couple of my little side projects are all on Netlify right now. Do, do you find that, that using this new methodology and using stuff like Netlify makes it easier to do side projects? Have you done more side projects since adopting this workflow? Yeah, uh, not just static, uh, also like CodePen. Um, CodePen's have been really good, Code Sandbox as well. Uh, mm. So if I am just doing a real small demo, I'll do CodePen or Code Sandbox. If I'm building a site with HTML and all that, um, then I will do uh, Netlify uh, for that. I've also used Surge in the past as well. Um, I, I still kind of like Surge where if I know I don't want to keep the site around, I just want to real quick put it up there and show it type thing. Whereas for Netlify, I tend to not use them for one-offs, if that makes sense. It, it does. Actually, Surge was my first static host that I used. and. Uh... I, I kind of, went, when Netflix came out, I was like, oh, I got to try this new thing, but that's going to take a lot of effort. And I finally did. And now I've got so many one-offs in there that my admin's a little bit junked up with the one-offs. And so like, I totally get that command line interface, just put it up there, leave it alone and you know, never have to come back to it. You kind of talked a little bit earlier about like um, the ease of it, but what, what kind of made you fall in love overall with, with the methodology? Was it the ease? Was it the uh, developer experience? Was it how fast it was, what, what's kind of your big jumping off point? So ease at first, um, you know, when I used Harp, Harp is a very simple static site generator. Um, so it was very easy to use because it didn't have a lot of features mm -hmm. and I tried it on a few like very small sites. Um, I definitely, if I talk about static sites or Jamstack now, I don't necessarily always say easy because there's still a good deal of complexity. Like, like my blog, has a capital P process to, to work with it. Um, somebody, and I forget their name, but I saw like a video like two years ago and he was talking about stack sites and he made this awesome point that you have the same complexity, but the complexity is on your local dev server, not production. So like my blog, there's, there's still again that, that process and it, it was work and it was complexity and all that. But like when I publish, I don't think about it. So when I was uh, on WordPress, and WordPress is an amazing platform. It was my first time using it, and I was just blown away. But like out of the box, it just does not work. It, or it's not configured to actually run in production. I was kind of surprised by that. Like I, I get good traffic, but I don't get like huge company traffic. And I really had to work to keep it up. And even after I did the work, on the weekend, PHP would die, MySQL would die, whatever. And as much as I love my blog, I absolutely do not want to think about it, you know, on the weekend. Um, so, so you come from a backend perspective. Um, do you miss anything about having your own server? Like, obviously, you don't want to be working on PHP on your blog on the weekend. But is there something that you miss about that experience, or are you perfectly happy? working in the cloud, AKA someone else's server. I don't miss crap. No, I, <laughs> no, I mean, I still write a lot of JavaScript, uh, client side. I still do server side JavaScript for serverless functions and stuff like that. So 
uh yeah i'm totally fine <laughs> so you've been i i think i've seen you writing a lot about view recently right are you are you seeing that that pairs really nicely with with uh kind of these these other services or have you had any tricky points around that no it, it, it's just fine uh and i can't imagine any uh front-end framework being more friendly to the back end um i know that there are some generators that will use like react and some use view on the server side so if you're already familiar with that, then you can do that. Uh, Gritsum is a Vue.js one that has been on my queue to look at more. I just haven't had time yet. So um, I guess I guess tell me kind of uh, on on the other side of things, not in technology, right? But what's what's your what's your jam right now in terms of like music? Where are you listening to? What what powers your day? Uh, my favorite band right now is Hatchie. Uh, they are kind of shoegaze. Uh, they have kind of like an '80s or '90s feel to them. Uh, but they're they're a new band. Uh, they just had an EP released. I can't remember the name, but just look up Hatchy. Um, I, I freaking love them. Uh, older stuff. I mean, I've been a Depeche Mode and Cure fan for a long time. I'm I'm very old, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was around when they were uh, fresh. Um, and a lot of just dance. Um, I enjoy pop music when I'm dancing to it, not necessarily mm-hmm. as like good music. <laughs> but sure. I will enjoy dancing to it. Um, on Just Dance, OMG by an a artist, I can't remember his name, but Snoop Dogg is in it as well. Uh, there's a track called Narco that's very good. And literally five minutes before this podcast started, I was listening to Lights by Ellie Golding, and I love that song. And I'll say, um, a buddy of mine, Ryan Rinaldi, uh, we run a music newsletter called uh, Coda Breaker. And that is a static site using uh, serverless functions. It, it's at codabreaker.rocks. That's a new, that's one of those new TLDs. Uh, and last time I went to register, I was like, oh, .rocks. That's like perfect for a music site. Very, very cool. And, and is that, is that have a player or is that just like listing stuff out? The site actually used serverless to get the past letters, uh, newsletters, mm-hmm. and I use serverless to make the sign up a bit easier. So you don't, you don't have to leave our site to uh, sign up for the newsletter. Very cool. And I blogged about that whole process as well. I will grab that link and I will toss that in the show notes. Um, and you, you mentioned being old. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I wouldn't classify you as such, but you, you've obviously been, been working in the in- industry for a while, right? Um, would you compare anything that was happening now in terms of like rendering statically small scripts being kind of hosted to like the real old school methodology. Like I remember I wasn't, I wasn't doing it professionally, but I was, you know, a high school kid working on stuff and like copying and pasting like CGI scripts into my CGI bin and having no clue what they did, but just putting them out there. Uh, like my first couple of sites, it'd be all static and it'd be a couple of things that'd be dynamic. And typically that was a contact form that would post to a Perl CGI script I would just read it, mail it, and then like spit out really basic HTML to say thank you for your submission. Um, mm-hmm. I did a lot of those. I did a lot of uh, uh, website counters uh, that would spit out an image that would go up as you, as every person visited the site. Um, yeah, so I, I vaguely familiar. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, one thing I I don't miss was how slow things were back then. Like. You know, I, I'm much more inclined to build stupid crap now. You know, my your ability to play now is a heck of a lot easier uh, compared to how it was back then. So I'm I'm really happy about that. 
so yeah, I, I don't want to take up uh, too much more of your time. So I'll, I'll ask, is there anything that, that you're doing right now that you want to promote? Do you want to get anything out there? We'll, we'll do that. I definitely codeabreaker.rocks. Uh, we have like 30 subscribers. Oh, I should say, so uh, Brian and I, we, we both pick two songs each week uh, or each newsletter. So there's four like newish songs. And then we pick four kind of random old or just weird or just for fun type stuff. So mm -hmm. uh, it's about twice a month. It won't fill up your email box uh, and it'll give you some new music or some interesting music to rock out to. Very cool. Very cool. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to talk with me today and, uh, and maybe we'll have you back <laughs> once people are actually listening to the podcast. So that'll be great. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. I also want to thank you, dear listener, for listening through the end of the podcast and being sure to go into your podcatcher of choice, whether that be iTunes, the Google Play Store, or some third party that I'm not even familiar with, and hitting that like button and leaving us a positive review to let everyone know that this is one of the better podcasts to listen to for the Jam stack. So until next time, keep making amazing things on the web and keep things jammy.